Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Hello and welcome to Books on Air. I'm your host, Suzanne Harris. Books on Air is a series where we do a deep dive into the passion of the author. We talk to them about why they wrote the book. We find out about their writing process. And we also ask them what they want their readers to take away from the book. We give you a peek behind the curtain, if you will. So to peek behind the curtain, I'm being joined by the wonderful Natalie White. She's here to talk about her book, Workplace Actions Matter. Natalie, it is such a pleasure to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for the invitation, Susan. It's a pleasure to be here today. You know, books always have two stories. There's the public story, and then there's the private story. The public story is the one that the author chooses to share with the reader. But there's always another story. There's always one behind the book. How did workplace actions come into being for you? What made you decide to write this book? (laughs) What makes me decide to write this book was that at one point in time, I was deciding what I want to do when I grow up. And <laughs> one of the things that uh, I've always been proud of is I'm fourth generation of public service. And I was blessed with a beautiful career of 32 years in the public service. So I was wondering about how, you know, what could I share uh, with uh, future leaders, uh, employees that want to be the best version of themselves at work or, you know, or organizations that just wants to improve their services to clients. So, since I, my journey brought me there, I felt that it was kind of like in my blood to do, to give back to uh, to the community, give back to Canadians, give back to uh, a little bit of those learnings and say thank you. Like a big part, as you saw in the book, uh, there's a lot of places I say thank you. It came from a place of gratitude because I was fortunate enough to have a beautiful career and we didn't have a lot of money when we were young, and my mother was a single mother. So everything that I had, I had to study hard, work hard, and, you know, work uh, two jobs to be able to uh, go through uh, through what I wanted to learn and all of that. So so that's a little bit why uh, I chose to wrote the book. So that was one component, the personal component of it, and also... The other part is when you hear the the work of the public servant uh, in the media and all of that, I always hear criticism, especially if you look at the last strike that we had in Canada. It, it, they were all criticizing public servant. But at the end of the day, public service are, are just like you and me, <laughs> just want to do the best job that they can. And throughout my career, I met thousands and thousands of employees uh, through the public service that just did that, wanted to improve the conditions for Canadians, for society as a whole. And that's another thing that I wanted to bring forward to say, let's change the language. You know, let's share our practices. There's amazing pra- 
practices in the Gouvernement of Canada uh, that talks about high-performance organization, that talks about mental health, that talks about, you know, how to improve systematically the services to Canadians. And I felt that writing this book would put this at the forefront and would create the conditions to change that conversation. Because I think okay. that... Uh, I really really hear the passion in your voice for this. You're so passionate. I can, how long did it take you to actually write the book, Natalie? Because writing a book is not an easy task. Uh, I would dare to say it took me uh, 32 years in the public service. Wow. But uh, no, actually, when I decided to, uh, uh, yes and no, actually, because all my experiences, and for example, I was fortunate enough to develop a training in process improvement. So that's, uh, you'll see, that's uh, the client focus in my book. I was full, fortunate enough also to um, work with the 13 factors of a healthy work environment. So, and that's another component of a book, but those are two different roles that I have throughout my career. So in actual term, writing the book took me eight months, but it's the it's kind of like all the process of my career and highlighting how everything fits together uh, that has been a life work, if you want. I love the cover, and I like it that the cover is an atom, and you have taken yeah. that image and you've tied it in so well with the the tenets of the book. Tell me a little bit about how that atom fits into the ideas in the book. Well, like the atom, as you we know, it's the smallest, uh, like in, in chemistry, and I'm not too versed in chemistry, you know, <laughs> but it's kind of like the smallest unit, but it has the potential of nuclear power. And as I was doing my research and I was reflecting on my learnings, I felt that that was the best representing of uh, best representation of trust, because having trust in each other and trust uh, in an organization and trust between clients and employees and all of that, trust uh, it, it's something that it, it's either going to make our experience or taking away. It's just like any of us that would go to uh, a restaurant. If I go to a restaurant, I trust that I'm going to have the same quality. I'm trusting that I'm going to have a good meal and a good ambience. Like I'm buying the brand. So I trust in the brand. It's the actions of the waiters that's going to either ring, confirm my trust or enter it. You know, so those actions has a potential, just like the atom has a potential. Either it's going to bring me closer to create that memorable experience, or it's going to set me back where I'll never want to go ever again. You know, if we look at service, I know there's some places that I'm not going to go because either the waiter was rude or even on the phone, the telephone receptionist was rude with me or didn't understand my uh, what I was trying to say and was impatient with me. Well, I'm not going to go to those companies anymore. And, and it, it is really those actions that makes a difference. You know, like I've been in leadership position for over 20 years. So an, an executive for, uh, well, actually 25 years and an executive for uh, 18. And I always heard like, oh, 
the leaders, senior leaders, or HQ, it's HQ's fault. It's their fault and all of that. Because we don't get the service that we want or don't achieve the objective that we want. But at the end of the day, it's not HQ, it's not the senior leaders. It's the person that is delivering the service, you know, those actions. If I choose to be rude with you, it's not my boss's fault, you know. It, it could be a variable because we're all in those relationships. And that's what I'm exploring. As leaders, your relationship with your employees, your action with employees does have an impact on service delivery. Because if you don't treat your employee well, well, they won't uh, serve their client well, which affects your bottom line. And that has been supported by over 20 years of research by the Institute of Citizen Service, uh, Services. So, and, and that's what I like about the, the Atom and I like about the book is I was able to bring all of those research, all of those years of practices together. I didn't invent anything. I'm not that smart, <laughs> but I just brought everything together and I was able to live it through my leadership through the years. I had amazing results and it's just by applying those concepts. So that's why the atom for me, it's so important because trust is so important. If I don't trust you, it's going to have economic impacts. You know, in an organization, Stephen Covey said it, you know, is in three big ideas, is three big ideas. Uh, trust is an economic driver. It's going to cost us uh, more money because I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to verify my facts. I'm, you know, I'm going to take more time if I don't trust you than if I do. I'm just going to take your word for it and move on. If I don't, and the part about trust is, it's not just a, a concept just over there and uh, it's a learnable competency as well. As a leader, I can learn how to trust, you know? It's in the consistency, the care I take, it's in my competency, but those are all competent, like it, all actions, again, that I can take as a leader to increase the trust that I, that I experience with my employees and my uh, clients. But also the third idea that uh, Covey brings forward is that also uh, it, it's not only a competency, but it, it's uh, learnable, meaning that if I if there's no trust, I can build it. Good. So that gives me kind of san- a, a sense of uh, of hope, you know, that that I just need to focus. I just need to have a direction. And that's why you... You notice note to self, learning solutions. It, <laughs> yeah. It's the the note to self is that we all have the experience. We all know what we, is it that we have achieved. We all have uh, the potential in our hearts and in ourselves and our competency. We just need to focus on it. What is it that we want to achieve? You know, the direction that we want to go. And so, it seems like it's common sense, but you know, yeah. it's not. I've, I, yeah. I saw a quote that said, common sense is not so common anymore. And I love everything that you're saying. I love the ideas in the book. I love the way that you put this together. And you know, you're absolutely right. Everyone within an organization is important. Everyone is important. And I think sometimes if I'm that person that cleans the toilet. I don't see how I'm important in an organization. And yet, if I'm not there, 
yeah. the bottom line of the organization is damaged. It's hurt. So I love yeah. what you've done with this. When you were writing the book, did you have a particular group of people in mind that you thought might read it and be helped? Yes, I was going back and forth with that. Yeah, <laughs> you I know, because uh, yeah, because I, I really think it it, it can be useful for everyone. Um, because like a, like, it doesn't matter where you are in your career. Right. Like even now, when uh, I'm man- I have a, I still have a full time job, and I'm I'm doing a, a project, a talent management project, we're developing career maps for employees. I go back to the book. I go back to some of the tenants and I wrote the thing. So I should know about it. I developed courses. I was, uh, you know, I taught those things, but I go back to it. So it all depends again um, on where you are in a career, what you're trying to achieve. But for me, I have uh, in my heart, uh, I really thought about the, the people that want to make a difference in the world. And, you know, and yes, we can talk about the elitist and, you know, like we can go to school, get a degree, get a master's, I get all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like for, you know, the, the students that are starting the career that wants to make a difference in the world and look at the, the those books, the women that are starting a new career that are um, you know, that took care of their kids and now that uh, they want to have a leadership position or the people that just want to make, uh, uh, bring the best version of their self at work because this speech of leadership, but also as a, an employee, we have roles and responsibility as well. And one of them is to understand how our uh, goals, our personal goals, our professional goals, how is that fits into the bigger organizations so that we can align ourselves with the organization and our, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, if we would win a lot of money, we won't go back to work though. We would maybe do something else. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're exactly right. But we spend so many time at the office. So, you know, we should bring our best version of ourselves. And so those are the people that, I would like uh, to work with and to coach and give training and develop and all of that so that, you know, they can make a difference in the world, you know, like students, like uh, obviously any public servant. Like for me, that's so close to my heart. So that's why I I know what I would like and I know, you know, I'd like to help basically anybody that wants help. But um, yeah, the, the public servants got, you know, sometimes we get caught up with the noise. You know, there's a lot of bureaucracy in the public service. Right. And we can sometimes forget the reasons why we started to work in the public service in the first place. I know for me, it was a choice uh, because at one time I could have got out of the public service and work uh, in the private industry, but I chose to remain there. And it's a great, great place to be. It's just sometimes we forget because of all the, even the cumbersome processes of the approvals and this and that, uh, that I find that this book can help those and actually it did help and does help a uh, public servant that uh, just want to take a step back and, and reflect and 
enhance their competencies. Over the years, I trained hundreds of individuals in these concepts and saw their livelihood got better. And, and that's always an outcome that we're looking at, you know. <laughs> Who doesn't also like that? Pardon? Who doesn't yeah. like that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you want that. But also their heart, their their confidence, their competencies. And that, for me, is the real value. You know, when you see uh, somebody grown in their, either the leadership or even in the position. Like I had, I talked to nurses that they don't want to go up to the organization, but they want to have a client focus. They want to build on their competencies of focusing on their clients and how can they make that a better place. And like, and this is where we explore either, uh, you know, systematic tools, systematic approach to look at the business process, but also we explore how to, for them to take care of themselves mm-hmm. back because like nurses, as you might know, that they give a lot to other people and they don't take care of themselves. So there's eight elements in order to take care of yourself. And the 13 factors of a healthy work environment, it's kind of like a bicycle. I like to see that as a bicycle that you need to balance both. You need to balance the workplace and yourself to have your optimal self to be, uh, you know, the best version of yourself at work. Good analogy. I like that. Well, yeah. I think that probably our viewers are excited enough about the book because you've done such a great job talking about it. And it is such a wonderful book. They're probably saying to themselves, where can we find it? Well, it's available, obviously, on Amazon. And you just go to Amazon.com and the title of the book is Workplace Actions Matter. And it's by Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, White. W-H-I-T-E. Now, Natalie, if you could sit down with our viewers and you were face-to-face with them, what would you like to say to them when they become a reader of the book? What would you like to tell them that you want them to take away from your writing and your ideas? Be open. Be, be open. Because part of the the book is to systematically learn, like and, and because you know sometimes mistakes we we're hard on ourselves and all of yeah. that. So yeah. be gentle and be kind to yourself, <laughs> and, and 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 learn learn that you have the control. You have like it's your action that matters. And the actions of the leaders and the actions of of the clients. Are, Oh, obviously, but you control your own destiny and you have everything within yourself to make your life a better, a better one, actually. You don't need to invest in, you know, in nothing else. Just invest in yourself. Be kind to yourself. And as you read the book, stay open and learn. It's meant, the book is meant like, you either go wide and then go deep. So as you read the book, you'll see all of those tenets and you're going to go, you might be overwhelmed. And that would be normal. Like I said, it took me 32 years <laughs> to learn out of this. Um, but take parts. You know, there, there's critical components. 
like the focus on client, the focus on employee, the focus on the organization or leaders, those interactions create trust or industrial. So, so as you look at this, what is it that you're doing in your day-to-day that brings you closer to your client or closer to the organization? Good. And choose one or two things that you want to get better at. I gave a lot of examples. I gave a lot of tools because there's amazing stuff all out there that is available. Uh, at the same time, you need to start somewhere. So as you start, start one in each dimension or or whatever is your strength, uh, continue on building on it. Because I really want it from a, a positive psychology perspective. That's why I like to have the conversation on wellness. You know, is it that you need to start with yourself or you need to start with the organization? So you can either look at, again, the client, the employees in the organization, look at wellness, look at service excellence. You know, when you look at the chapter on client focus, it all it's all about how can you improve your service. Again, you don't need to go anywhere else. You don't need to get a fancy consultant at all. You just need to pick the book and do a few things. Don't even need to hire me, <laughs> you know? So, and it's made that way, you know, so that you look at it from a client perspective. So that's service excellent. From a wellness perspective, that's the employee sections of the book. Good. And from a leadership or organizational perspective, uh, that's uh, the third component of organizational. And in the book also, it's kind of like uh, there's uh, put it all together because it's easy when you look at it and say, okay, I do this, 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 but it needs to be integrated. And it's how we are integrating that uh, matters. And as you go through it, there's a systematic approach for that too. And again, it's, you can even go on note to self learning solution.ca and you would have some graphics and some resources there. And I'd like to continue the conversation with the readers because I do have a blog there that oh, I I would love to talk about wellness and service excellence and leadership and so forth. Now let's back up. They might have missed. Yeah. Let's give them that web address again where they can get in touch with you. It's note to self learning solutions.ca. Now if we go there. We'll find a blog, and what else will we find, Natalie? Well, you also find that uh, there's kind of like when I look at transferring knowledge, because if some, like I said, you have, the book will give you to go wide, but you can also go deeper. And in the, you'll see a sections where you have services where if you choose to go deeper, it's a little bit like a process improvement uh uh, white belt, green belt, and black belt. Right. So there, there is two belts, white belt and green belt. And the white one is to go deeper into your awareness of the clients, of the organization, and the employees. So we go, uh, there's some tenants in the book, but we go deeper. And I was fortunate enough to have a training in organizational learning. So I use a lot of gamification and interaction to teach. I don't like the boring classroom teaching. So right. we go, uh, I, I love to coach. So we build on your experience and all of that. So the awareness piece is kind of like your white belt. And you can either do just modules or you can go and 
have a, a full uh, badge, I call them, so that uh, if because some people like to be recognized, so you get uh, that recognition. Yeah. So that's the awareness level, and then there's the explorator level where you go into process improvement, kind of like the green belt. It's this is the practical. You actually do a project, whatever you want to do, and then I can coach you to the elements, give you some training as well, but mm -hmm. also coach you. Like I'm a black belt and lean, and I was fortunate enough to the study under um, Dr. Michael Hammer when he was alive in Boston. Like for me, the States has always been uh, an influence uh, when I started to look at process improvement and all of that, because uh, I look at the, the work that was done in Fort Wayne and in uh, the U.S., uh, in D&D &D and so forth. So I was always peeking and looking there. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so the second part is the green belt. It's the exploration. We go deeper and it's either uh, some of the concept of process improvement or engineering, depending on your reality. And the third component, it's more like a guide. This is eventually, in my mind, I'd like to create a community where we exchange because I like this as kind of like an open source and we can all support each other, like to do our work or to learn. Again, it's all about learning and bringing everything into the collective. It's about making ourselves better. So because if we're better, we're going to be better with our family, our community, yes. and at work and so forth. So that's kind of like what I'd like to see happen. And since I like to play, you'll see, and I had the summer after, so I need to go back to put my <laughs> schedule in. But twice a month, I'd like to do a game night. And the game night, it's just to play with one of the concepts. You know, like uh, I have a Jeopardy game. I have a words, a Jeopardy game for the wellness uh, uh, eight elements. I got a word search for the 13 factors, for example. And it's just a play so that people get to uh, get an awareness of the themes of how to do it. And part of it, I give back to my uh, community and I'm a big proponent of mental health because I really think that uh, in this day and age, mental health is something that affects everybody. Oh, I couldn't agree. And you can have uh, mental health uh, situations at work and still be productive. You know, you can still have issues and be productive. It's not an either or, it's both, yes. uh, especially if you have the tools and the approach to be able to do your work. So I want to give back a little bit of those uh when I do those sessions, uh, those uh, game night, I call them. And yeah. I use them. I use the same tool for team building in a team environment. Because of all of my tools, it's either individual or with teams. Like when I look at the green bell, I did a lot of facilitations with teams. So then, you know, they get to learn and they get to practice. And then they have something later on, you know, like they don't just... uh like it's not because I know I had consultants in the past. They would do something for me and then leave, and then I say, okay, how do I do that now? <laughs> well, at this point in time, I rather teach you. So then, then after that, you keep on doing it. You can improve it, and hopefully, we can develop a community where you can share. You know, you are amazing, Natalie. You are just <laughs> amazing. Oh, if uh, if there is someone watching this 
and they don't get in touch with you and they don't take advantage of what you just said. The book is just terrific. The title again is Workplace Actions Matter by Natalie, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, White, W-H-I-T-E, and you can find it on Amazon. Natalie, it has been absolutely delightful having you as our guest on Books on Air. Thank you so much for writing this book. Thank you so much for your passion and your enthusiasm and sharing it with us today in this interview. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Susan, for the invitation. I really appreciate it. And hopefully one day I might tell you part two. So <laughs> I'd love it. We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Books on Air. And remember, keep reading, keep writing, and keep telling your stories. <laughs>